Hello and welcome to Reality Blows. My name is Nick Maritato. I'm Ashley Burke Roberts. This is a podcast all about reality television. That it is. And on this particular podcast, we will be talking about our lives, folks. Our lives up front. And then we have an interview with a friend. And that friend is Neil Stastny. He's a comedian. He's a writer. He submits for The Onion. He's a whole bunch of funny stuff. And uh, he is quarantined all by his lonesome, isn't he, Ashley? That's true. And we got him to watch uh, the Netflix docuseries Cheer. Cheer. Have you heard of it? Because you should stop this right now and binge all six episodes. It's wonderful. It's been on everyone's radar. It took us a little bit to dive in. It did. And um, I got to say, I personally could not have had anything more sweet, more life affirming during this bizarre time. I mean, I mean, I mentioned it on our interview, which we did last night. Uh, is there a better thing to, to watch than a show called Cheer when we're such in such panic? When and we're pain? in gloom. Yeah. Um, so, yes, uh, at the second half of this uh, this this podcast, that's what we're going to be doing with our friend Neil. Now, I do want to say up front, we are doing our first Skype podcast in this new COVID-19 era. We got to adapt, people. We have to evolve, okay? Not just animals, but podcasts we're, also have to evolve. We're not allowed to let anybody into our home. We can't go to anybody's home. That's how this lockdown works. So, And we got friends with a lot of free time who are now finally agreeing to watch the stuff we like. <laughs> I know. It was it was such an easy sell on Neil, who's yeah. been like literally quarantined for two weeks already. Um, so, And he is living on his own. He'll talk a little bit about that. His his roommates fled. He's in like a big old apartment by himself, just talking to the walls, just like uh, the movie Moon. You ever see Moon? No, it's a but great movie. Is it like Castaway? It's kind of like Castaway, but in space, like on the moon. There you go. Yes. Um, it's uh, So we talked to Neil a little bit about his quarantine experience, and then we talk a whole lot about cheer, and there is spoilers ahead. So make sure that if you haven't watched it, and I'm sure that you're planning on it, because we all have a lot of time on our hands now, Go ahead and watch Cheer. And since it was our first um, Google whatever, however we did it, we what did, did you it call it? FaceTime. FaceTime. We talk over each other. A little bit. I and mean, you know who talks over each other? Me and Ash. Yeah. Because we mean, couldn't see each other. We're doing it right now, too. But um, it's because we really were sitting like we wanted Neil to be able to see us. So we were sitting like squashed shoulders in. It was all my setup. If we could have, if I could have kind of stretched us out a little bit and put our little speaker a little further away, the computer. We could have seen each other, and then Ash and I could have made some eye contact because we stare directly into each other's eyes when we do this podcast. Did you guys know that? Yeah, we hold hands. We do not break we eye interlocked contact. toes. Um, um, so yes, there is a little bit of. Uh, um, I think it got a little taking, uh, getting used to sort of the pacing of because, as you guys know, Ashley and I do not stop talking while we're doing this podcast. But I gotta say, it's worth it. So I know we're giving you a lot of warnings up top. Definitely listen to oh, the yeah. interview. No, it's just I'm just using this as something to talk about because we are in a new era of this podcast. Folks. Yeah. I mean, we are locked in our apartment. Ashley and I luckily have more than one room so we can escape to our own little rooms for like, I don't know, what, 25 minutes yeah. before we get bored and we come back and meet on the couch. It's weird. When you go in that back room for more than an hour, I'm like, where's Nick? I yeah. miss Nick. Nick and I have become attached at the hip and then attached to our other hip is Lily, who's yes. pretty much with us all of the time. Yeah, she just rolls into any room, kind of meows at us, looks at us, and then yeah. drops around. That's She's, what she does. She has, uh, it's it's basically Christmas for Lily because she has gone to dry food now in this time of not being able to buy wet food every day or 
go out and buy a bunch of wet food. We could buy wet food every day. I don't want anybody to feel like we're having some sort of shortage of groceries out there. We just are avoiding the grocery store. Yeah, we just don't want to go in that fucking cesspool every single day. We are, Nick and I have been social distancing pretty uh, rigorous, rigorously since they announced the six foot thing. In fact, on Saturday, okay, so. This is March 23rd. This is a Monday. This is the day the podcast drops. I've been quarantined for 15 days. Nick has been self-quarantined for 11. Is that true or 12? 11, I believe. Okay. So, and we are we are nothing if not rule followers, okay? We love rules, especially me. Um, I think it goes hand in hand with collecting pins. Yeah. So, I feel like... Um what did you say, collecting pins? Yeah, I don't know. I love you, a structure. <laughs> I love a structure. I'm saying that like rule following and like the, if, the world of trading pins. I don't know. I if was If I could compare grasping. this pandemic to anything on the planet, I would say it's the art of collecting Disney pins. <laughs> um, that's about the, that's a brother and sister experience. I right think there. that there's something like when people like planned activities such as collecting Disney pins, they also like rules. I don't know. Maybe it was a stretch. But what I'm trying to say. I think a bit. I'm working on a new character. What is it? It's called the I think a bit guy. I think a bit. Okay. I, you could work that in. It's getting very boring here in the home. Um, so on Saturday, there was this very exciting thing that was happening, which was that CBS Sports announced that CBS would be airing three of the most uh, classic college basketball games of all time tournament on CBS. Games. Tournament games. Tournament games. So the first one was in 1982, Carolina versus Georgia. No, no. Georgetown. Yes, the Hoyas. The Hoyas. It was 1982. It was the NCAA championship. It had a young Michael Jordan, a freshman Michael Jordan. And a young freshman Patrick Ewing. Yes, so very excited about that. Then the 1983 NCAA championship game between NC State and Houston. Houston, yes. And who did that have on there that you were excited about? It had Hakeem Olajuwon and Clyde the Glide Drexler both playing for Houston and didn't know anybody on the NC State team at the at this point. They had some cool players. Uh, I get I looked it up later. This guy Wittenberg seems to be like a national treasure or a yeah. state treasure as yeah. far as that team go, but I didn't really see anybody that had made it onto the pros like Patrick Ewing, Michael Jordan, or uh, Hakeem Olajuwon or Clyde Drexler, all um, Hall of Famers. So, so NC State is my alma mater, so I really wanted to watch this game because I knew it was like a big classic NC State game. And then they were going to show the 1992 uh, East Regional Final between Duke and Kentucky. Kentucky. Yep. And that had on the Duke team Grant Hill and um, Christian Leitner. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So that was going to be a really big game. So finally, we find this out on Friday. Bobby Hurley. I get the point guard, the little white point guard who was actually ripping it up in that game. And I, you know, I, I are we going to talk about the games at all? Yet? Yeah. But or, let me okay. just talk about the yes, day yes, first. So yes. I get very excited that this is going to happen on Friday because I love watching basketball. I was very sad about the NCAA championship being canceled, even though I do think it was the right thing. I'm not one of those people on Twitter that was like, let them play without an audience because that is in crazy, wild, insane. I was, you know, a hundred percent in support of them suspending the year, but 
did I get super pumped that CBS was going to be airing these games? I did. I got very excited. And then Nick was all like, I'm going to get up and I'm going to write on Saturday. And I was like, no, babe, you're not doing anything creative. I mean, she you're... literally took that tone with me. <laughs> you All week I've been like, Nick, you should write. Nick, you should write. Nick, you should write. And then on Saturday he was like, I'm going to write. I think I'm going to write Saturday. And I was like, sorry, babe, that window has closed. Yeah. You are watching basketball with me all day. And we knew that on Sunday night, the next day, New York City was going to go into lockdown. So this is our last day really to get um, any sort of to-go food from our beloved local restaurants that we want to support. That is not true. Oh. We can get to go and take out throughout this entire lockdown thing. I hate Why to, did I think that was the case? I was making you feel that way so that I could eat the junk that I wanted to oh. eat. No, that's not true. I've told you this a few times, and I think it, it's getting confusing. Not to take it aside, but a quick aside. As yeah. far as our lockdown goes, and I'm sure this is going to happen to every state that everybody lives in, I assume, because it has to be happen nationally if we want to whatever the curve. Uh, anyway, Flatten the curve. And New York City is the model right now, I guess, because we have more cases. 5% of the cases on the planet are happening in New yeah. York City. And the first person, people to do this were San Francisco, then now all of California, then us. New Jersey is also doing this. Yeah. Um, so uh, re regardless of the fact, we will go back to this NCAA basketball thing. But news break, little information for everybody. Food um, service is essential. So we can still get delivery. We could still go and pick up food at any of our fun restaurants that decide to stay open. So, yes, we didn't actually have to do this. But what did you mention what we what we ate? No, I was about to. Okay. And I will say that I'm glad we went and got it because when we got it, the lady was like, we're open today and tomorrow. Because a lot of these little places, even though they are allowed to be open, yeah. they're just not going to be open because yeah. the, the orders have dwindled. You know, there's coming down to a trickle. But so we decide we're going to have our favorite meal, our yes. favorite breakfast meal, which we talk about on a podcast as our favorite things. Oh, yeah, you're yes. right. This we do talk called about La it. Canteen, which is in Bushwick. And they make an egg sandwich and they give you like these little um, smashed potatoes, basically like they're basically like little potato skins. They're like fingerlings. Like they're fingerling potatoes that someone has fried and then smashed and salted and they're so good with a garlic aioli and they do, it's a French restaurant but it's kind of like French to go fast food yeah, almost kinda, yeah. and their egg sandwich, they do a slow cook scramble so it's this very fluffy, moist egg sandwich. Yeah and the, the cheese and they put, I don't know what they're doing with their brioche bun. I, I mean it is so good. It's so good. So Nick is going on Nick is, has really taken fitness into his own hands which we will get to in a second because I have a little fitness journey I've been going through and he goes off on his walk um, where he's like basically going on the side of our neighborhood where no one is he gets up early enough he goes he doesn't see anybody he's crossing the sidewalks I mean you see maybe a couple people no I but see a bunch of people out there but I'm in such a mode like normally when you and I are walking around yeah like, we kind of are just like oh great people are passing us like let's try you know keep social distance and we kind of not try I get to, so annoyed we get annoyed but we don't freak out like yeah. like where we don't we try not to look like weirdos who are like running away from humans even yeah though like you should when i'm on my own little power walk to try to work up a sweat for a couple miles i am darting across the street i'm like moving around cars because i 
don't I, I feel like I'm representing the two of us when we're walking around like as a cute Brooklyn couple. Yeah. And so social norms make me feel like I need to act normal when another couple walks by. But when I'm by myself and I'm in my like workout gear and like I have like a hoodie on, I look like just like some sort of animal running around the street that hasn't <laughs> shaven in a month. So I'm like, I don't give a fuck what this person thinks. I'm going to run the other way or like I'm just going to I'm just going to cross the street like I'm scared of this old lady. Like, yeah, that's kind of how I am on this walk. Plus, I want to keep the pace up quickly and all those things so yeah i have been doing a a, a little bit of exercise so nick texts me and he's like on his walk and he's like okay so la canteen is taking orders through a window in the place let's get breakfast there before the game start at noon i was like great i go down i meet him there at 11 30 we place our order um we're off to the side and then this group of gals talking three young hip looking gals so hip in fact that nick commented um wow it doesn't stop does it this uh, people dressing up to look cool doesn't even stop during a uh, quarantine and during a pandemic i'm curious how long people are going to trot out their like cool outfits their looks in, in bushwick brooklyn um the center of people looking cool yes it's a cool ass neighborhood folks um you know and i'll be honest i look fucking cool too when i walk around all right i'm not gonna i'm not gonna say that i'm not cool i'm cool nick's cool i'm i might not be that no you look cool luckily luckily i may i make sure that you look cool sometimes nick does dress me um so we're at this place we place our order before these three walk up i will say everyone waiting for their food around this window is taking at least a six foot distance from each other everyone's obeying the rules there's one guy wearing a mask you know because you place your order and then you step aside you wait for them to call your name these three ladies just kind of placed their order and then hung out like three feet away from the window i got so mad i was like nick i'm gonna say something i'm gonna say something to them you were really upset about it um we were like 30 feet away from them so it was, i couldn't have been further away yeah, as soon we as i saw them away. not obeying that window like when as soon as i saw them not obeying the six foot away from everyone thing i was like these people can't be trusted and then what happened one of them coughed one of them sneezed one of them sneezed into, into their sleeve so i mean it was <sighs> you know it's you know you see a cougher these days you you, you want to gun them down basically if you see a sneezer i mean that's just basically like the walking dead so, um, yeah, I mean, they, they had a dog. They were sipping on iced coffees like it was a normal fucking Saturday. It was very strange. But we did get that food, and we brought it home, and it was absolutely delicious. It was and, so good. And then we started to crack into our um, NCAA throwbacks that were airing on CBS. Oh, my God. We were so excited. God. Ashley texted all of her friends and family to let them know that it was happening. Everybody got pumped. Uh, so we're watching this first game, Jordan versus Ewing, 1982, and uh, it was a lot of fun to watch. And we're we're having a blast. We're hot, we're 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 cheersing our little fingerling potatoes. We're yeah. high fiving. It was great like, sandwiches. It was incredible. And then what happened? Freaking all of a sudden, it's like uh, we have this uh, emergency report, and then Trump's face pops up, and he's like, "I've got everything under control." Yeah, he good Trump. This guy broke in and and just patted himself on the back I for like thirty minutes. Believe it. I mean, it was like I understand he's breaking into like a a game that happened forty years ago, but 
Still, man. I mean, it's like we were in we were having our like first bit of enjoyment. It was all of this crap. It was truly like the highlight of the week. It was the first hour where things I was I was distracted. It was the first hour in the past week where I was so distracted. I wasn't looking at headlines and stuff like that. And Ashley got very sad. I just couldn't believe it. And he wasn't even giving us any information. (laughs) It was like, give us if you're going to break in and bring me back into this reality that i had been escaping for an hour then like update me on some actual news but it it was just this jargon about how he's doing a good job and then uh nick what did you do well i had already had this thought because originally when you brought this idea up i was like oh we're gonna like appointment television these classic games i'm like have you ever heard of youtube and uh but i was like no this is actually kind of fun and you know we were actually sitting there it actually sort of feel like we we're watching the game and i got really hooked into it and so i just went online and i just found the game in full and i threw it on the tv and boom we picked it up right from that spot and even better what made it even better ashley um what i don't know there the classic oh there was the commercials yeah because cbs wasn't airing the commercials and now they were airing the commercials on this youtube channel and that was 1982 it was so great so it was like you got to like really trans transport back to that time and and who knew uh, ibm was doing like sketch like little commercial sketches and stuff where they have like a a charlie chaplin type character coming in and the personal computer for the hat store i couldn't the commercials were so good and nick pointed out that the commercial actors had to do so much more work there was so much acting going on like they were in a play yeah hi i'm so-and-so from so-and-so yeah um my favorite commercial from all of that is when ibm was like flexing on us about the fact that they had invented the scanner for the grocery store oh my god and they're like explaining how it works there's like there is a sticker on your produce or on your product and our scanner can wrap around it holographic scanner holographic scanner wraps around it and it a, a number put in by your grocery store pops up on the cash register <laughs> <You're> like what <laughs> you mean that little beep what the hell is this guy talking about but it was a uh, really fun and then it was like we we popped back on the because ashley was like well let's see what's going on on cbs maybe the game's back on after the first one and we put it back on and 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 governor murphy from new jersey was talking about nothing he was also talking about nothing yeah. i i this is the thing with these news breaks. I, I need some information, yeah. okay? Because when I see you, when you're all of a sudden on my screen and I didn't ask for it, I assume that means something, I need to hear something. Yeah, well, quite honestly, we've gotten all of, all of this information already. Like, if you're a person who has a cell phone and just cooped up in the house, you've kind of looked at the internet and you've looked at Twitter and your news app or whatever, and you've gotten all the information already. My, I have a text message that... COVID-19 has text messaged me a thousand times over this thing. I signed up for this text messaging thing. Nick and I signed up for a New York, um, it's a fact sort of text. It just texts you every three hours, it seems like. And it's like, hey, avoid scammers. Yeah, it's like, okay, we get it. At first, it was helping. Also, like New York Times alerts will pop. Like, I don't need Trump to do this, really. I have the information already. Plus, you're scanning through Twitter. The number one trends are always ahead of the game as far as regular television goes. And 
really, on top of this, we've been watching all of uh, Governor Cuomo's uh, addresses, and he's been sort of killing it here in New York City as far as yeah. his response goes. Who so, knew he would become so beloved during this I time? Mean, and it's uh, you know, it, he's going to use this to run for president. I think. Well, let's but not get political. We'll see what happens. But um, uh, anyway, uh, yeah. So we watched all those games. They were really fun. We watched all three games as scheduled. We just watched them on YouTube. We ate our little pork, our little. Uh, 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 Egg sandwiches, uh, egg sandwiches and potato fingerlings. Potato cracklings. We took a um, a break after the second game for me to play like a virtual uh, game with some friends over an app called House Party. You guys, if you are quarantined and you're missing your friends, you want to play games, download this app called House Party. It's all one word. And you can kind of like FaceTime each other. You see each other's faces on your screen while you play a game. And it, there's it's limited games, like the, the ones that they offer that are free are limited because they're trying to get you to buy more but the ones that are there are fun and you can actually play some games with your pals and not feel so alone so we did that we also played a game you and i and a couple of friends as well that was really fun we played quiplash we played quiplash and actually had to download like 75 different apps on the computer to get it to work and it did, and I had a really good time doing it. I would oh, like to good. do that again. Good, I'm glad to hear that. It was really fun. Quiplash is kind of like, it's kind of like, um, it's like a word cards game. against humanity kind of right, where you're like choosing a crazy <laughs> sentence. And yeah, I don't really it's know, like but. cards against humanity if you were writing the card that you were submitting. Right, right. So Quiplash took forever to set up, but I'm glad that that worked out. Yeah, it was um, really fun. That was our Survivor night that we decided to live stream us watching Survivor. Yeah, and womp, we, womp, womp. <laughs> we were like, all these people are going to tune in and watch us watch Survivor, and instead, I just watched our live feed. And I feel like I missed half the show. Yeah. I mean, I think a maximum of six people were in there at one point. Yeah. And one of them was my mom, who Donna, you guys know, chimed in and was like, hey, I'm watching uh, Real Housewives and the Jersey Shore uh, finale at the same time. Gotta go. And just left. <laughs> uh, she doesn't watch Survivor, so I get it. And Instagram cat kicking us off because i guess we were like we weren't streaming the show but i guess it was picking up the show Sound, in the background yeah. or something copyright issues we kept getting booted off that's why people do this stuff on uh twitch because like they don't do that and then you know um our friend billy billy nords uh he uh he um, came on to talk to Nick about a comedy show from yeah. 13 years ago. And, and, and at the end, it was just us talking. It was yeah. just me and Ashley talking to the screen. But we, we, we thank Billy for doing that. Yeah, that Billy, nice. you brought us a little bit of interaction during that. Um, It was uh, it was a fail. I'll it was a fail. I'll call it a fail. Um, but you know what? If you guys are interested in us doing more of that sort of content where we watch things live, or even we just press play on our Netflix at the same time and all watch something together... We could put something together on like a Twitch or something like that. Uh, I don't know. <clears throat> Excuse me. I don't know. But like, let us know if you want to do that, because I don't think that we're just going to we're just going to ruin our experience of watching the next episode of Survivor to do it, because that's what we the big takeaway was. was yeah. like, Don't really want to look at this screen unless there's like 100 people in there yelling and screaming for things. That would be fun. Three people, I'm like checking the thing. I'm missing all of these major league moves that are happening on Survivor. I know. I'm like, wait a minute, what's happening? Literally was looking forward to watching Survivor for like a week, like more than any other television show. I'm going to rewatch. Yeah, I mean, I'm not going to. Okay, but, um, so, um, but I was, I, I just, before we get into the interview, I want to talk about my little fitness journey. Well, we have other things to speak about. That is true. We do have a bunch. Um, but I mean, go, were we let, done with basketball day? Yeah, let's talk about your fitness journey. Okay, so my fitness journey is that um, Nick has said to me 
that he is interested and while we're home, he is interested in starting yoga. And I, my friends, have been waiting for this moment since we started dating. In fact, last summer, I bought an extra yoga mat for this very day. I thought I'll have two yoga mats in the house for this very day when Nick wants to learn to do yoga. And now he's saying, I'm in. And I think we're going to start with Adrian's um, 30 Days of Yoga for Beginners on YouTube. Very pumped. I go to find the other yoga mat. It is gone. Ashley threw it out. How do you lose a yoga mat? I did not throw it, you threw out. it out. I would never throw a yoga you mat gave away. You it away when we did our big purge of no, the apartment. No, that is not possible. I would not have thrown that away. Why? Why but, would you want two yoga mats here? I mean, I know you were saying you were holding out hope, but I really never said that I was ever going to do yoga with you. You had said you were, you wanted to do it if there were no, um, if you weren't the only man in the class. I sort of thought about that. I didn't want to bomb all the women out. Right. I understand. But the thing is, is that no one throws away a yoga mat. You can always put a yoga mat under another yoga mat and then have more cushion, etc. You know, I wouldn't have thrown that yoga mat away. I wouldn't have given it away. It's not what happened. It has disappeared. Okay. I don't know what I did with it. It is so frustrating. We have spent a couple of days of looking for this yoga mat. Cannot find it anywhere. And so yesterday, Nick is like... Okay, uh, yesterday was Sunday. He's like, this is the last day that non-essential stores are going to be open. We can hit the street and see if we can find a place selling a yoga mat. Yeah. Nick also just wanted to walk around and see what it's like outside. It is, um, we decided it is like New Year's morning at like 9 a.m. before everybody has woken up and gone to brunch. All the businesses are closed. Felt holiday-like. Felt holiday-like. All the businesses are closed and there's not that many people on the street. At one point, there were like three people walking behind us and we crossed the street. I mean, it's like very few people out at this point. Yeah. So we go around. We're looking for a yoga mat. No one's open. Spoiler alert. Nobody is open. We go to my favorite store in the world, Friends in Brooklyn. They're open. Um, There's two people just kind of looking at vintage tees. I see a great Elvis Presley shirt I want to buy. I can't buy a $45 vintage Elvis shirt in this economy. Not in these times, Ash. I ask if they have yoga mats. She goes, no, we don't. But we should. I'm going to write that down. And as I'm leaving, she I hear her say to the one girl shopping, oh, there's two girls shopping. I hear her say to her, we should have yoga mats. And then the girl shopping was like, nah. So I don't know what that was about. Yeah. And why was she consulting somebody who's shopping there? It must be a friend or something. Yeah, you know maybe. what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. I think that no one is actually going in there. So... So we followed that woman who said no <laughs> down the street and we beat her to death. We fought with- her. <laughs> With yoga mats. Yeah. So I I messaged a yoga studio near us. Uh, it's like a couple blocks away. And I was like, are you guys, I know that they sell yoga equipment. And I was like, are you guys like open? I know you're not doing classes, but are you like selling, still selling stuff? And they're like, we're not, but we can, I, I can meet you there tomorrow and open up and sell you a yoga mat. So that is what I'm doing today at 1 p.m. I'm going to Daya Studios. I'm meeting a lady on the corner of the street. She's, we're going to stay six feet away from each other. She's going to open it up. I'm going to go in there, pick my mat, give her her money. And then Nick and I are going to start yoga. Okay. Don't touch this person. I'm not going to touch him. All right. It's the first day of lockdown. Don't touch her. 
Um, we also found disinfectant wipes in the back of the car. We thought we would never be able to get new disinfectant wipes because yeah. they're sold out everywhere. And then we found like a jumbo jar yes. in the, the trunk of the car. They're still moist. They're still disinfectant. We Hell have yeah. no idea where they came from. It's great. Um, but yeah, I guess I'm going to start doing yoga with you in the back room uh, just because like I, I, I'm going to miss my sort of athletic time. Yeah. You know? um, and as, as much as like I can't, I, ha- I have to like learn how to run on the street better, but I do feel like I need to be in a little better shape to start running. And like in order to get myself to that point, I got to start doing other things. I did like a body weight workout like three days ago in the room where I was just did like a bunch of uh, sit-ups, a bunch of push-ups, a bunch of squats. Literally have been, have been in pain for days now. And then Nick's and been I, like hobbling around the apartment. And I stretch so well. Like I stretched the shit out of my body before and after. And then I stretched the next two days without even doing it just so I can kind of stretch myself out. And I've been doing really long walks to sort of loosen myself up. And still, like this morning, I rolled out of bed. And my back is like a little sore. It's like, ugh. I mean, I, I, I guess it's just because I have not used these muscles. I mean, I, I just have been like cardio guy for a year plus now on the elliptical. I really have not been doing any sort of weight training at all. So it's like I gotta start doing that, and I'm like, fuck it. I guess I'll also start doing yoga back there. Yay! What else is there to do, right? Yeah. So you're getting this. It's a new jade. Uh, yeah, it's a jade harmony mat. Wow. And so you're getting me a new mat. That's great. No, you, that's not gonna be yours. You're gonna use the old one. I'm gonna use the new one. No, that one's yours. You're buying me the. the no. Uh, 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 yeah, because uh, uh, I'm the new uh, uh, person. I no. need. I need more. The one support. that's in the house is actually the one that I bought for you. That blue one. That uh-huh. light blue one. I even remember I texted you a picture and I was like, which color do you want? When I was buying it at tj maxx oh good i get the tj maxx <laughs> mat and you get the, the elite yoga mat jade whatever um what other talking points do you want to go through do you want to talk about the outsider and how you hate it uh, and well, i love it i am uh, we have started watching hbo's the outsider um and it was from a recommendation from our guest today neil who had watched it when it, uh weekly when it was on it's now completely done, but you can watch it on HBO Go, and we're watching it a couple episodes at a time. Ten episodes. I was very excited to start it because I'm a Stephen King person. I like Stephen King. The Outsider was a book that he wrote in 2018. That's a quick turnaround. Um, yeah, that really something. is. I mean, they're just waiting for Stephen King to pop something out so they can make movies and series yeah. out of them. But uh, So he's put it on, and I enjoyed the first episode, and then I would say the next five episodes bored the shit out of me. And Ashley, yes or no, did I fall asleep every single episode? Nick keeps falling asleep. And and we keep like um we keep upping the time we're watching it. Yeah, like bumping we'll, it back. Bumping it. We'll like so, be like, okay, well <laughs> if we watch it at eight, you won't fall asleep. And then like thirty minutes later I look over and Nick's like drooling on his shoulder. <laughs> I don't know. This show's so slow. And our couch is comfortable, and we, we get the room dark, I f- will fall asleep. It's- Meanwhile, I'm on the edge of my seat. It's thrilling to me. And I'll and I'll tell you what. Uh, we, the, we're up to episode, I think, eight or nine now. I think nine. Seven. No, no, no. We watched seven and eight last okay, night. Okay, so now we have nine so we have and nine ten. nine and ten left. Seven and eight were really fun to watch. I, it got me back in. Okay. Um, And I didn't f- want to fall asleep at all during them. But tell me this right now, Ashley, because we watched these late at night. Did I ever drop? Did my eyes close during cheer? Not once. Dude, cheer is so exciting. I, it, there's something boring about The Outsider to me that I don't know. It's the acting, I, you know, I, the, 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 the the pictures on the screen, the it's vibe. It's long, slow push-ins and pull-outs, camera shots. I mean, maybe it's soothing to me, but also, like, there's people, like, 
doing horrible things to them. Like it's like a really very violent po- points of the show are very gory and violent. Um, so uh, I would say that it's not my biggest recommendation, but I would recommend it as of right now, just because the the last few episodes have been really great, and I am excited to sort of see the end of this story. There's a couple people on this show that I think are great, and there's a couple people on this show that I don't like at all. Yeah, um, and that's another pro- problem for me. Um, the the if you're watching the show, um, the woman who is like the uh, savant or whatever you want to call her, like what is she? The private investigator. She's who can, a private like, investigator. Into the future or something whatever she's, she's got, doing she's got some, some talent some abilities i do not like her sort of like um like uh, ocd behavior the way yeah. she's acting i kind of feel i it's just corny to me and i think it's done not in a realistic way it's a little cringy i kind of am cringing the guy ralph who's our main character of the show yeah i love that guy yeah i think he's great i don't i don't know if i've ever seen this guy before i don't think i have um but he has like some sort of like speech thing going on where it's kind of like a lisp, but also like a smoker's talk. Yeah. And also like it's like almost like if he had like surgery on his like throat yeah. or something and or fake teeth. Like there's something going on with the way that he talks that is just really realistic, like a like a like doesn't seem like an actor. Right. Agreed. And so it draws me into this character way a lot more but um, the way that he talks is also kind of hypnotic and i could see someone falling asleep because he's all he doesn't have much emotional inflection on yeah. his words and he's talking the most with this sort of like raspy sort of sing-songy type yeah. thing and yeah i think it's see it putting you to sleep and then there's like um another private investigator guy with like a big mustache who i just think is like a spot-on casting choice i've seen Nick that loves guy this dude. he's a character actor for years and years yeah but he's so good and then there's just a few people where I'm like, I don't know about this. I would say all the women in the show are questionable. Uh, yeah, you're right. Cause yeah, because um, also Jason Bateman. It was this was sold to me as a Jason Bateman show, and I no spoilers. Jason Bateman, did you even remember that he was in the show up until uh, right now? <laughs> I, you know, I think he's like a producer, you know, so oh, I think that that's why it was on? sold to you as a Jason okay, Bateman all right. show. I don't want to ruin anything for anybody, but um, um, this is not a Jason Bateman show. Yeah. Um. Anyway, uh, so yes, Jason Bateman's wife in this show, even though she's like going through like horrific, tragic things, like Ashley, like anytime she comes on the screen, Ashley's like, I don't care about your story. Well, it's just, I, I feel like we can't talk about it without spoiling you things. Can't, yeah, can't. so we'll just let it be. But if you're, if you watch The Outsider and you want to talk about it with me, find me on our Instagram at Reality Blows yeah. Podcast. And who knows, maybe we'll start talking about scripted television on here just because we're going to be watching a lot more of it. Or basketball. Or basketball. <laughs> Um, uh, so uh, I want to know what you guys want us to watch. Um, we actually had, uh, who was it? Madeline. Yeah. Madeline DM'd us. Uh, we caught it. We had already recorded our interview with Neil. And then afterwards that night, we got this, uh, a DM on our uh, Instagram, which is kind of our favorite thing to use, which is at reality blows podcast. Um, she DM'd us and said that she wants us to watch 100 Humans. Right? Yeah, I'm she down. Said, she said that it's not really a reality show. Yeah, she's not really reality, but she's interested in our take. It's real people. I mean, today we watched a docuseries. That is true. You know true. what I mean? So, I mean, we're stretching the truth here a little yeah. bit, but you know, like, what we like to watch. And so 100 Humans is something we're she getting said, recommended. It's not exactly reality, but it's pretty interesting. And, yeah. we're, and I'm interested in it. I had seen it on Netflix. And and, and I'm interested in anything that bends the definition of reality. Sure, so I mean, that's good for me. Uh, and then, so other things that I, I, I may start watching, 
watching just for some, because I've been kind of since bored here, I've been kind of checking into some possible guests, friends of ours that I really just want to talk to on the phone. Yeah. Well, I'm like, yeah, let's make a podcast out of it. Um, a friend of mine has been watching um, Lego Masters and also Treehouse Masters. I will watch Treehouse Masters. Okay, you can watch Treehouse Masters. I'll watch Lego Masters and and I'd like to maybe talk to him about that. But Lego Masters, I'm, I think you got to at least check out one episode of it. And yet you won't watch Love Island with me. Oh, Ashley's now on to season four of Love Island. I can't, she said she was never going to do it. She didn't want to meet any more friends. She was done. She was sad that three was over. And then I literally turned my back for a second and all of a sudden Ashley with a big smile on and these people like, hey mate, what's my my name? What's your name? Yeah, season four so far is not as interesting as season three, which is unfortunate. Yeah, but you have, oh, you know, you have 40 episodes to go, so don't worry about it. Yeah, I just feel like I miss Kim. You know what I mean? You miss Kim, your boyfriend. Yeah. Um, and by the way, we released a Patreon episode uh, last week. We're going to be releasing another one this week. Yep. So make sure you're signed up for our Patreon. We've got a lot of fun content coming your way. And just to sell you on our Patreon, basically what Ashley and I did was took a couple's compatibility test to see how well we knew our couple um, and uh, our partner. And it was a lot of fun to do because, um, well, I'm not going to spoil it for you, but the results may shock you. Yeah. And we talked about feedback we've received on the pod. Yeah, so if you want to hear us talk, like get into the nitty gritty about how we feel about some of the feedback that we've received, well, check that out. That's Reality Blows Podcast. Actually, that's patreon.com forward slash reality blows podcast. Ash, should we get into our wonderful interview? Yeah. And I just want to say also, like, if you guys know any way that I, as a woman in her 30s, can become a cheerleader, I would love for you to reach out and tell me how to do it because now I am convinced that that is what I should have been all along. And I guess I just want to run a cheerleading squad. Can that? Ha- I guess I could just kind of put something on Craigslist. I guess I just want to be friends with Jerry. I just want to be friends with Monica. Oh, my God, Monica. Folks, we talk about Cheer, which is on Netflix. It is a docuseries about the Navarro Cheer Squad way down there in Texas. They are a um, junior college, and uh, they have one of the best, if not the best, cheer squads in the entire country. Um, and it's a six-episode docuseries. We asked our friend Neil, who's been cooped up in his apartment all by him by his lonesome, if he would come on this journey with us. He does, and a uh, big big spoilers uh because this does kind of the show leads up to like their championship game basically um and And we talk about it all we talk about it immediately about what happens there and i would really love for you guys to watch this and and let us know what you think because personally i am so sad that it's over and shout out to all our international listeners i hope you guys are doing okay um write us at realityblowspodcast at gmail.com tell us what's up let us know that you and yours are safe and sound give us recommendations there too folks or dm us with recommendations we thank madeline for doing that we need things to watch we want to watch what you guys are watching so we can make this podcast uh more interactive for you oh we got to check out shantae our past guest told us to watch the apartment the apartment i don't think we can watch that it's, oh, okay it's we like gotta figure Singapore that out or something okay we're gonna look into that but she did she has told us many many times that we need to start watching below deck and yes. actually i just feel like we have the time now we do we have the time to watch below deck i mean but that's like a, you know that's like another i mean we, are we gonna have julia on to, she, she, to watch every season of below deck with us Is i think that how we might do it we'll maybe we'll see what happens all right folks enjoy our interview with the wonderful neil stastny Ladies and gentlemen, we are here with the wonderful Neil Stastny, live from his own quarantine quarters. Neil, how are you doing, buddy? 
I'm doing all right. I'm hanging in there. How are y'all? We're okay. We're doing pretty good. Yeah. Yeah. So just to let everybody know, and I'm sure I've already talked about this. uh, We haven't recorded the first part of this podcast yet. But uh, Neil is, um, we are on FaceTime. We are looking at each other. So we're kind of like doing a normal interview. But this is the first time that uh, Ash and I have ever done like an interview over the internet um, in the COVID-19 quarantine coronavirus uh timeline i guess so what, what do we call what are neil what is this what this are we is the calling future this? this is what yeah. this is the future um yeah i mean this is these are the good times guys these are <laughs> honestly it's the uh, these yeah i mean it's not going to get any better anytime soon <laughs> oh my god so well these are really uh these are the good this right now are the good times okay neil so, you were the first yeah. to sound the alarm in our friend group you were the first to be like guys you should really take this seriously you're the canary in yeah. the coal mine yeah, yeah. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I was reading up on this stuff way, I mean, I, mostly because of the job I have or whatever. I work at a cosmetics company and, uh, a lot of the stuff they make is in like Japan and whatever. And they sell a lot of stuff in Asia. So like that was just like a big deal in January. Right. And so I was just like, well, this is coming here at some point. And then it was just a matter of time to be like, well, it's, it's in New York. It's here. Yeah. Like before they had done a test or whatever. Yeah. So I think it was like, Nick was like, we had gotten like dinner or something um yeah we and i was like I, I was like elbow bumping you and you're like what the fuck is your problem <laughs> this is early march like, or... this, no, was this was three this weeks was ago two... probably right yeah yeah so late feb um, yeah and then like it, yeah maybe first week of march or something yeah um yeah and then it was like a week later uh everybody was kind of like yeah but then maybe like two weeks later it was like when the nba stopped shut down or whatever but no i was like freaking out about this very early well um, nick came back from that dinner with you and immediately went out and bought 20 pounds of rice and three giant things yeah, of beans yeah. good well i'm glad yeah because like i me and my roommates went that weekend to buy stuff because like the, we were just kind of and nobody was freaking out at the grocery store or whatever when we when we went so everything was there i have so much so much rice and beans and shit now because <laughs> because i i live with, i have two roommates but they both uh left last weekend they like knock to my door and they're like, Hey, so we're both going to leave in like an hour and just be gone indefinitely. Um, but you can keep all the stuff we bought. Wow. So I was like, Oh, all right. Um, we'll, we'll have, see y'all at some point, yeah. I guess. Well, like, they're not going back to New York for months. Yeah. You know what I mean? I want, well, let's put a pin in how terrible this is going to be forever. <laughs> I do want to pick your brain about that. Can, yes, folks, we are going to talk about Netflix's wonderful, uh, uh, docu-series cheer. Um, don't worry, but I, 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 this is actually the first time I'm actually seeing my friend Neil in probably about a week and a half. Last yeah, time, I've... last time we saw you, we were leaving wine outside of your window. Yeah, I have been. Thank y'all for that. Um, that was the last. I mean, y'all are. That was the last time I saw a friend in person. Yeah. So that was greatly appreciated. Yeah. Uh, yeah, someone at my job showed up to work with symptoms, um, and I had asked her to leave like within five minutes, and then it turned out that she had it. So yeah. I, I have been feeling fine, um, but that's why I've been in like self quarantine for two weeks. It'll be two weeks tomorrow morning. Wow. So. I've never, uh, I have not felt any symptoms or anything like that. Um, she went and got retested today, but she's not going to have her results back until like four or five days from now because she's not a priority anymore. Yeah. Um, like she never went to the hospital or anything, so that's very good. Well, how and about I, this, Neil? You want to yeah. hear something crazy? 
Yeah. I had the cold for a week and Nick wouldn't tell anybody because he said that people were going to freak out and think that I had it. <laughs> and I never developed any symptoms. But I've also been in quarantine for two weeks because as yeah. soon as I got sick, I got a cold. And Nick was like, Neil says everybody who has any sort of like cold or flu or anything, no one should leave the house because it's about minimizing the spread of disease. Right. It's 100 yes. percent right. Yes. It's 100 percent true. So yeah. um, I was in lockdown and then Nick kept it a secret from everyone in our lives. Yeah, <laughs> I didn't know. Yeah, I mean, that's very good. Y'all did the right thing. You could tell. You. you could tell your free. Y'all could tell friends though. You know what yeah, I, mean? I told. There should be no no stigma around COVID. I did. All, I told friends. <laughs> if we stay in New York, we're gonna get it. Probably. Oh my god! Um, <laughs> but that's we, true. That's interesting what you said about your roommates because like Nick today was like, should we just pack up the car and drive to North Carolina? And it's like, if we do, we'll never come back to New York. We won't be back that's, for like a month. Yeah, longer. Um, I, I, I mean, I've been thinking about that too. So, like, you know, like, because I have my parents have a place in North Carolina that uh, has not. No one's been there since COVID. It's COVID think. free. It's COVID free. So, like, I was like, if I ever went down there, you know, like, I just like would bring food to last me. I have a lot of food here because my roommates fucking left and they left all their food. So I was like, all right, I'd, I'd go to because I'd feel weird leaving New York. You know, right. just as someone who probably has it or will have it if you leave. Um, but so I'd like, all right, I'd stay in there for like two weeks, you know, and then I'd be like, all right, now I can like venture into an Ingalls or something right. <laughs> and not feel and not feel bad. Yeah, that that's what but, I. But I'll, yeah, if you but if you leave, you're not coming back for a while. I don't want to leave. I'm set. Well, that's what I was talking about because Ashley was like, well, yeah, well, we've been like, you know, pretty much quarantined. I started a few days after Ashley. And Ashley was like, well, I've been, I'm like quarantined, you know, for two weeks, like tomorrow. And you've, you know, started a few days after. And then maybe then we can go. And she's like, why don't we just go to Jersey? And I was like, no, Ashley, every time we step out of our home here, even to do our little walk or even to go to the grocery store with gloves on and a mask, we probably yeah. pick it up once again. Like, you know what I mean? So it's like it has to start the moment we leave New York City ha is you have to restart your quarantine clock. Yeah, yeah. You'd have to go somewhere like and stay for two weeks or whatever. Right. You know because I mean? like even if yeah. you let so if you said that you've been quarantined, you've been doing it like 100 percent for two yeah. weeks tomorrow. When is it tomorrow? You said Tuesday. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So Tuesday. But like if just like getting in the car and going into driving for a couple of days or a day to you would probably restart your clock again. Right. Because you would consider you probably pick something up on the walk from your door to the car. Yeah, I think that's what you would have to like, you know, let's just say you did the drive North Carolina and what, 12 hours or whatever it is, right, 10, yeah. 12 hours. Like once you got to your house or wherever you're staying, you'd just be like, all right, so starting from now, you know, two weeks, I don't want to give this to anyone like right. in North Carolina or whatever, you know? Now, before we get into cheer, let's just... We'll, 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 <laughs> I know. I and just, by like, the way... I'm 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 watching cheer through the lens of Corona. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? How all great! Just, how great is I, it that 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 first of all, it's, it's a docu series about cheerleading, and two, it's just called Cheer. The absolute opposite feeling that we're all feeling right now uh, in New York City. We're, we're we're it should be called Gloom is what w is happening in New York, but it's called Cheer. <laughs> but so Neil, um, you're saying that now you're you're the you're the closest thing I know to a scientist. And uh, so so uh, how long how long do you think that New York City 
is going to need to be completely locked down before it is safe again to gather in some sort of groups more than 10 people. Like uh, like a movie theater reopens kind of thing? Yes. yes, yes. Comedy show, that sort of a thing. July, go. August, September, yeah. something wow. like okay. that. Not yeah. till the summer. So you know I mean? have I have a show planned at Union Hall for April sixteenth. <laughs> uh, yeah, I don't know. I don't think it's, it's gonna called happen. Ashley explains how to deal with kids. Do you think uh-huh. that that's going to be happening? No, okay. <laughs> I'm sorry, I don't. Now, Neil, I heard something uh, about the Spanish flu of 1918. I heard that it eventually, you know, it it just mutated at some point and it became less lethal um, on its own. Do you suspect that something like that might happen with the COVID-19? Uh, yeah, sure, that'd be cool if it did. I didn't know. I I've been like I've also I've I've been like hesitating even reading like the Wikipedia page for the. Spanish flu or whatever. Yeah. I, I want to avoid. All, I I can't. I mean, I've been reading enough stuff about COVID yeah. or whatever. I've just been. Cheer was the first thing I started watching that took my mind off of this. Actually, yeah. I was very happy to like have some kind of project to keep me off my phone. Yeah, because yeah. I mean, I've just been like waking up and doing like working or whatever thankfully um, your sometimes. job is still happening job is still happening for now that's so good. yeah you're uh, the only so person good. we know who has been alone this long because now you're at two weeks and <laughs> yeah. your roommates have left and you even when my roommates were here they i mean i didn't see them we they were just in the other like my, my i have a my own entrance and bathroom in my apartment my room's like pretty good for quarantining um so I didn't even really see them. So. But even but when yeah, we talk, visited yeah. you, we we left the wine on the windowsill and then talked to you like six feet away through a screen. Yep. Like you have been yep. completely yep. isolated. Yeah. So I, right, yeah, cheer was very good to get me. <laughs> <laughs> I, I was very thankful for a project. All right. Well, let's talk about yeah. the project that we gave you. So uh, initially, Neil, when I talked to you about doing this, it wasn't, I didn't bring cheer to your, uh, to your windowsill immediately. Uh, I was like, listen, let's uh, let's do a podcast, and uh, I know you're not a reality television show fan per se, and uh, would you be interested in, in doing something? And you were like, yeah, but then you had some parameters. What were the parameters that you – do you remember what you told me you did not want? Yeah, I, I think it was like no dating show or anything, um, and I just it can't be anything where people are just in a house. Yeah. Um, and that had nothing to do with like quarantine stuff. I just – I reality shows where in my mind nothing happens, like uh, like the – people on cheer like bad girls club or whatever. Yes. Yeah. Um, like that sh- kind of show would just stress me the fuck out because like it's edited in a way where something happens, but nothing happens and it's just fighting and there's no resolution and it just stresses me out. I need a beginning a middle and an end. I need a story. Yeah. Um, so you need so, like, you need like yeah. a docu-series. You need a docu-series. Yeah. Or, or bar rescue or something. <laughs> I just need right. like, I just need some kind of like a competition show is fine. Those kind of things. Yeah. There's a story and there's a beginning, middle and end. It's fine. I don't mind Taffer yelling at people or whatever, but like people in a house or basketball wives or whatever they are, like <laughs> just, I don't care. I can't handle it. Real really, world. Are you the one? It stresses me out. Like I, and I can't, uh, yeah, just, I, I have enough stress going on right now. You, um, previously, uh, you, uh, were dating somebody that was watching The Bachelor, right? for their job right weren't they like uh yeah they were doing re- yeah she was doing recaps um and yeah i hated it it's i hate it so much uh we're well, not like it either fans. i don't think um it's and also now it's like three hours long like it is unreal that anybody could handle that oh my god i That's don't understand insane as someone, it's two hours or whatever but as someone who watched 50 episodes of love island yeah. in one season i would never watch three hours of the bachelor in a sitting 
so when, when you were watching the bachelor like what were your takeaways from it um like why'd you hate it so much i i think it's just it's there's no nothing happens but i there's no release for me or whatever nothing i don't care about anybody they're all kind of the same at least to me but yeah, i guess it's just that nothing gets resolved ever and it's edited in a way that just what keeps the tension there, but nothing gets resolved ever. I don't yeah. understand. I don't, I really, don't, I find it very uninteresting. It's fake. And really boring. Yeah. I, I just, it, and it's so long. I can't watch a movie that's over an hour and a half. Barely. Right. Um, but I, cheer, uh, the stakes are real. You can feel that it's a real yeah, cheer, thing. Yeah. Yeah. Cheer, cheer ruled. Okay, um, good. Let's cheer talk ruled. about it. So, <laughs> that's great. Okay. So you, so you enjoyed your, your experience overall with cheer. Yeah, I mean, it's like Friday Night Lights, but cheerleading, yes. right? Isn't yes. that pretty much the deal? Oh. Yes. Yeah. And way less sex. None of them were hooking up. That's true, yeah. There was a one, Lexi, with the blonde or yeah. silver-haired girl. Yeah. She kind of had that like issue with someone stealing her uh, naked photos or something. Yeah. yeah, but that was less um, sexy and more scandal. Yeah, yeah, that was about as, as you know scandalous as it got. But you know, know what? You're so right. Monica is Coach Taylor. Yeah. Or maybe just, even she, Tammy Taylor. She's both. Yeah, she's, she's really both. She's both. She is kind of both. I know. Yeah. No, it's it really like could not have been like scripted any better. She's like wanted to be like a Wall Street type person or whatever. Yeah. You yes. know? And now she's just like the Nick Saban of cheerleading. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Which they like bring up several times. Who's they Nick compare Saban? to Saban. He's the Alabama guy. Oh yeah, right, right, right. College yeah. coach. Um. So okay. So initially, when we we asked you to watch Cheer, were you excited? What were your initial um thoughts about yeah. watching a cheerleading docu series? <laughs> I was very into it because I had heard that it was really good. And like, I just, I knew that it was going to be like a docu-series or whatever. And so that was, I was on board with that. So it was going to have actual stories. I knew first, I just knew that at some point they were going to go to the final, they were going to do go to, I didn't know that it was Daytona, but it was like, all right, so I'm going to go watch them train and then compete in this thing. And I didn't know how it was actually going to end. So I was like, this, this is awesome and you're watching people are actually getting injured which is not uh, the athleticism is wild yeah i don't um yeah i i i don't know if there's anything i could care about enough to do that right you know what i mean well it's almost like like the amount of injuries that were shown on this first season of cheer it it rivaled any sort of sports docuseries i ever watched as far as like people going down for the count it was insane people were dropping like flies you know one girl had like five concussions yeah (laughs) that was crazy but like three people got like taken out for the season from for injuries in the course of a month or something baskets man i mean you're doing baskets it's bad news on your (laughs) ribs it's turns out by the way that thud when they hit the mat and then like the rest of the the stunts the the cheerleaders that are holding everybody up just like walk away with their head down and walk off the mat and they all kind of like push up they start doing push-ups and having praying hands and then you get to see kiki and the other trainer come over and with the (laughs) tape and like uh, you know what it reminded me of like their sort of passion and i've found a family and this is what i've wanted to do and all the things i just sort of applied it to like my first year of doing open mics where i was like finally i have so it's kind of like if you went to an open mic and got hit every time, like you were constantly getting injured at open mics. Yeah, it's kind of like it is. Yeah, there's the way less physical danger in comedy. But, yeah. you know, we've, we put ourselves through like a very emotional and financial yeah. uh, precarious situations because of it. We're basically we know what it's like. Yeah, that's, it's <laughs> the be, same. To it's be, the same. Uh, 
to be Gabby Butler. Yeah, they're getting sprained. Yeah. They're get, they're breaking bones. We're being humiliated. You know yeah. <laughs> that thud, man. I I uh, the the thought of them hitting that mat and then just the tears and then the tape. You just they're taping themselves up and getting uh, back in there. Well, that one girl who fell and like dislocated her elbow. You heard her say, "Help me, Allie." I believe yeah, that was yeah. Allie. Help or Gerb, me. Gerbs or something or what was her? Sh- Sherbs. 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 Yeah, Sherbs. Sherbs. Help yeah. me. I was like, oh my God, you poor darling. Um, so, I, yeah, go ahead. Yeah. Oh, no. I was like, I mean, uh, like in the final, in that final uh, performance when they were in Daytona. Right. Like uh, when that dude went down. Ooh, I, like, dude. And he hit his yeah. head. It's like angle snapped and then his head, he landed on his head. I was like, fuck. Yeah. No, I mean, like, I like, I freaked out. You know what I mean? Like, I jumped up <laughs> out of my. Uh, out of my chair, out of my couch. Um, so spoilers <laughs> ahead, folks. Yeah, we're gonna um, say that in the beginning oh, yeah, of the sorry. app. No, no. I mean, um, it's we're we're spoiling it. I mean, and we've already did our little spoiler alert, so people should know. But yeah, um, yeah. I the that last. I mean, we'll jump right to that Daytona final performance. I mean, you you said it. I mean, when when that guy goes down, and they were prof- they had the whole setup going because they profiled. Uh, the whole episode was there was a whole piece of the episode where Monica, the coach, was talking about like, yeah, you just can't prepare for what's actually going to happen. You can run this, you can go full the entire time, full throttle, full throttle, and then when you hit that mat during Daytona, something could happen. And she was goddamn right; they weren't prepared for. First of all, the guy that went down was like seemed to be the team captain that was giving all the speeches the entire time, not even profiled yeah. on the show. Yeah, no, he wasn't. He was just he was always in like the circle or whatever, but. They- yeah. Yeah, he was always saying, interviewing him. Nope. Yeah, he was always giving pep talks. And then yeah. he does like 16 back handsprings in a row at like 90 <laughs> miles an hour and then seems to maybe over rotate or something. And he lands on his ankle in a way that seemed horrifying, mm-hmm. clearly snapped his ankle. Mm. And yeah. then because of the way he was, he just went right down on the top of his head oh. and like and his neck. I mean, it was brutal. And then at yeah. that moment, Neil, did you think that it was over for them? Like that was it? Yeah. Yeah, I assume that it's like, well, all right, the that's your chance. You yeah. know what I mean? And so I was completely relieved oh my when God. it's like when I was like, Oh, they just get to go again. Yeah. And, well, yeah. Uh, the guy came over to Monica like, and he was like, You got thirty minutes da 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 and Nick, I was I was standing up the whole time. Yeah. I couldn't sit down. I was standing up the whole time. And Nick's like, Thirty minutes for what? Thirty minutes for what? I, I feel like they didn't do any any they, they made that a complete surprise that if somebody gets injured during your final routine at Daytona, they will let you reset and they will judge you right from the moment that the music stops. Which yeah, I feel yes, like is yeah. what if that happened in actual sports? Not that this isn't sports, but like I, somebody gets injured they're like listen right from the injury uh we're gonna go we're gonna we're not gonna count any of the other things but right from that injury we're gonna let you throw this play again i thought it was kind of dumb that they allowed that to happen it's good for me because i I wanted them to win and by the way folks they came back they friggin killed it and they won they took first place so it don't be trinity by like uh Two tenths of a point, or yeah, something, something like crazy. Yeah, it was yeah. like ninety-seven point eight and a ninety-eight point two or something. Yeah. I know, man. If you're Trinity, you got to be like, well, what if that guy didn't get injured? Maybe they would have. Maybe yep. we would have won. I mean, you there might I mean? be an asterisk like, on the, on this win, in my in you know my what? opinion. There should be Gary <laughs> Bonds yeah. and uh, uh, Navarro College. Ro- At first, Roger I thought Maris. it was Harvard. Um. Anyway, you Wait, did. You what thought do you was, mean? You thought this was Harvard? <laughs> Not the whole show. Like at the, the very beginning. Begin- at the very beginning, I just for some what I just I don't know. I've been stressed out. I wasn't really paying attention. <laughs> I thought it said I was like I was like, damn, Harvard's got like these fucking all these black kids go to Harvard and they're all cheerleaders. <laughs> yeah. And then I was like, oh, what never, the hell is that sorry, supposed to mean, Neil? <laughs> 
Well, I just figured that they like, uh, I was like, Harvard doesn't really have a lot of like minority students there. So I was like, yeah, they only getting like, that's what I meant. That's on Harvard's <laughs> bad. Yeah, yeah. Um, and no, I, unfortunately, it wasn't Harvard. Also, the fact that it was a two-year school might have also tipped you off to the fact that it wasn't Harvard. But uh, <laughs> I just thought I just wasn't paying attention, and I was looking at my phone still, and I was like, I "Is was it about a Harvard cheer squad?" <laughs> I was shocked that it was a community college. I didn't even know community um, colleges had cheer teams. Yeah, I don't know, but they got the two best apparently. Was yeah, that I the know. deal? They have the two best. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and so, uh, yeah. I mean, let's now. I mean, we we know that they win. We know that uh, there was a big injury, and, and a, I mean, it couldn't have been better for the television show that that happened. I mean, mm. as far as that injury goes during the Daytona routine, I mean, that upped that final episode like a thousand points for me as far as suspense and all that stuff. I mean, it was almost scripted oh, yeah. how good that was. I know. Um, I mean, really, like Friday Night Lights, like too good. Um, now let's talk about the characters a little bit. I mean, and we could let's just start up with uh with the with the mama hen here, um, Monica, the coach. What did you think about Monica? Did you like her through the series? Did you did you have a turn on her? What did you feel about Monica overall? I think she was a perfect like character as a coach. Yes, you know, because like she's obviously like a very she does she. There are times you're like, wow, she really does care about these kids, and she's an amazing like. Uh, this amazing coach and really helping them, these kids that come from very difficult backgrounds, yeah. uh, become better people. And then there's other parts where you're like, this woman's a psycho. Yes, I agree. Stop, ma- stop, ma- there's that one guy who like fucked up his, his back. back or back yes, or something. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like performing in like some other cheer group or whatever. And yeah. she was just obviously like, at least it was edited to make it look like she was just blatantly torturing him. Oh like, go God. again, go again, go again. Yeah, she's again. like, whatever you, know what you mean? can do for them, you can do for us. It was I the mean, all-stars. Yeah. Yeah. That, that was like Cobra Kai, like when they're like hurt, when they're injured, and then the uh, Cobra Kai coach or whatever, Sensei, was having them like hurt each hurt themselves over and over again yeah, because they yeah. fucked up. And honestly, that was like episode two or three, and like Ashley and I looked at each other and we're like, oh, we don't like Monica anymore? Damn, we really wanted to like Monica. But then that was like the only villainous kind of edit that she got. As soon as that was over, it yeah. got... I think what... They made they they made the mistake of of editing it that way because I think they could have easily had the edit where um, the kid who had hurt himself was like I'm not gonna let Monica down it doesn't ma- I can sit out right now because he very well could have just been like I'm just gonna sit this out but yeah. I love this so much I'm so dedicated to the team and her that I am going to run through this full speed because I made the mistake was not edited that way. It made Monica look like she was, like, fucking evil for, like, a few seconds there. But um, it's, like, and it's, like, that, you know, that's why I think she's such a good, like, character or whatever yeah, on the sure. show. Because yeah. there is that part where it's, like, yeah, I mean, uh, all these, like, a Nick Saban guy, I'm sure, like, you know, is a real piece of shit to yeah. players <laughs> yeah. in a well, lot of ways. It makes them be... run a lot of laps and pass out when they're too hot or yeah. something. You gotta you know run, what I mean? I'm sure that's happened. 60 got... gassers, man. 60 you have gassers. to be a yeah. human. You have to have dimensions. There has to be layers to you. And I also thought another sort of dark side of Monica was the fact that she doesn't seem that connected to her family. Like, we never learned anything about her daughters, really. Her husband was always like, oh, she yeah. comes home at midnight. You know, so it's like she's like um, you can't just have her be an angel. I feel like I know. Yeah. Yeah. I wanted to know more about like well, I was curious what the husband did a little bit. Did they yeah. ever say what he did? I no. don't think so. They edited it. Uh, they had him in there for the first couple episodes, but then he wasn't in there any longer. Um, Didn't. Yeah. I guess it looks like they just did like one short interview with him. Did they. um? 
they showed her at like some kind of like rodeo or something. something. With yes, her with daughter. her family, and like she was like watching yeah. her cousin show off a um, right, right. a bull or something. Classic yeah. Texas shit. Bro. Yeah. Classic yeah. Texas. Yeah, shit. but she. Yeah, it was. Yeah, because they they showed that as she was like, you know, I got my MBA from UT, and uh, you know, but like Corsican is nice or whatever, and um, you know, I didn't need I didn't need to work in a big high rise, yeah. and as someone who lives in New York right now, at this specific moment. I really wish I lived in Corsicana. <laughs> I know, really, um, the home of the fruitcake. Come on. Now. Well, that was well, no, but it's like as I'm sure I would not have been thinking this had I not been watching it like uh, during this. But I was just like, God damn, like all that open space. Yeah, you gotta be. Oh, I, I wish I was in. Like I'm like I'm gonna go do laundry tomorrow, and I'm like I'm like I guess I gotta like hold my breath while I'm in the laundromat, right? Yeah. And race in there, uh, and yeah. then I'm like, and then they're showing uh, that girl Morgan talk about like when her dad just like threw her in a trailer by herself and was like, best of luck. And she was talking about how she used to like run up and down some dirt road with empty fields next to her. In I was Wyoming. like, yeah, I'm Osage. like, oh man, Morgan. Yeah. Sounds like heaven. <laughs> you don't know what you got, girl. <laughs> uh, yeah. Let's well, let's talk about Morgan and, and the rest of the people they profile. I think Morgan was my favorite. Yeah. Was she your Morgan favorite? Morgan was so, so, I loved Morgan immediately and they gave her a good edit, but she also was just so like riveting to watch and you pulled for her and she just, I don't know, she she got a heart of gold. First of all, she was cute, yeah. cute as a button. Cute as a so, button. So, you know, she you already, you're already like, oh, who's this little girl here? She, I, I want her to win. Yeah, but then you hear she got about that puppy dog look. You you hear about her her story and all of the stories of these kids that they profiled. I mean, it's like literally like you know the back alley kids. That how could they have casted this any more any more perfectly? Yeah, that, no, they really couldn't. I mean, really. I mean, so Morgan's whole story was like her fucking parents split up and then like her dad remarried and then had another family and then just sent her and her b- older brother to live in a trailer by him by themselves somewhere. And then her yeah, older I, brother took off and left her by yeah. herself. Searching for their birth mom. And he, she just lived in a trailer. And then finally, like her grandparents were like, Oh, maybe we should check on her like 14 year old daughter who's <laughs> living in a, tra- a granddaughter who's living in a trailer by herself. And luckily yeah. they stepped in they were like treated like um you know like kind of like angels in the show but also it was like you weren't involved Where in your family you that much to know that your granddaughter your poor little granddaughter was living in a trailer on her own it sound, yeah it sounded they kind of just explained it as like if this the family is just super like emotionally repressed kind of like they just didn't communicate because they just kind of still said like we don't even talk about it now um we don't bring it up with our son we don't bring it up with uh our nephew or grandson or whatever like it's just still not talked about so it seems like they were just kind of like they would like get on the phone with each other and be like how y'all doing you're doing pretty good all right well good to hear from you all right sounds good you know just like not meeting the pride and then you and then like um you know you see the father eventually in like one of the final episodes he's like putting in a boiler with his son just like uh being like yeah man i guess uh people make bad choices and uh i made a bad choice and i guess (laughs) we got to live with our choices but morgan she seems to know what she's doing and uh that's good yeah yeah. What a fucking asshole. I, I know. I, I, I never wish the internet on anyone, but I hope the internet came on him a little bit. Yeah, like, I hope got him a little bit. Internet came yeah. all over that guy. <laughs> Do not use his boiler fixing business. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> or whatever, whatever um, he's doing. Now, why do you think that she was your favorite? 
Um, I mean, that story or whatever. And like, yeah, she just, she was like the underdog. She was in un- one of the un- two underdogs, I guess. Yeah. Kind yeah. Of. Her and Jerry. Um, her and Jerry. Yeah. Her and Jerry. Those are the two people I like the best. Yeah. Cause like, yeah, they were like the underdogs who, you know, get to perform in the yeah. final thing. And it's like, and she had just, you know, like you could see a root for someone who she's just like, I don't think I'm ever good enough. I don't like myself. I always second guess myself. You know what I mean? Yeah. And it's like, it's easy to root for that kind of absolutely you know? so i mean yeah. uh, the other underdog we i just mentioned was jerry man jerry what a character jerry is my man i mean i pulled for jerry immediately when i saw him loved jerry ray of sunshine jerry's whole story was he was uh you know he grew up with his mom who uh you know had to work a couple of jobs to make ends meet but always supported his uh passion for cheerleading his mom dies of cancer and then he gets kind of adopted by his cheer mom which is jerry's a, uh, like a big black kid and and he is living with the whitest family. <laughs> I mean, the blondest, whitest family you yeah. could ever see. I mean, it was really like a goddamn sitcom over there in the Jerry household. Totally. Um, who cl- the mother, the cheer mom, clearly had like so much love for Jerry. It was a, such a heartwarming story. Um, and uh, you know, they got uh, they they he she was I guess that her biological daughter was like best cheer friends with Jerry. They were on, they cheered together for uh, years. Jerry stunted her. Jerry stunted her, right. Yeah. It was yeah. like holding her when they were doing like the pyramids and, and then whatnot. He moved in with her, I think at the end of high school, he yeah. moved in with them. And uh, they just seemed to have like a real cute relationship going on over there. And then Jerry's whole struggle was the fact that he, it was his second year and he didn't know if he was going to be able to make Matt. Now make, the, the, the terminology in this, uh, learning all about the cheer term. <laughs> I loved it. The jargon was fantastic. Making Matt was, yeah, like you may get accepted to be on the Navarro cheer squad, but you may not actually perform in Daytona, you know, and, and you have yeah. Yeah, you're, not out of starter. The, out, you're not a starter. You're not a starter. Out, out of the 40 people on the team, only 20 make Matt. Only 20 start. And uh, Jerry was like, he had didn't start the first year. He didn't make Matt. And will he start? And what's fun is, boy, oh, boy, like a scripted television show, the two people that we didn't know who were going to make Matt, which was Morgan and Jerry, people go out with the inter- injuries, <laughs> and it's like, Jerry, you got to fill in, bro. Jerry, I hope you've been working out. Alex is back. Yeah. I don't know if we can we, we can rely on him. Do you know his parts? And he's like, yeah, of course. I'm incredible. He stepped in, boom. He made, there was a false start where uh, one of our other profiled kids on this show, Ladarian, we had to, uh, you Ladarius. know, Ladarius, uh, we had to make sure that uh, you know there 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 was a, a heartbreak there where um, Ladarius, who we'll talk about next. He was he was fucking around a little bit. His attitude was getting in the way, and 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 it seems like Monica made a point um, uh, to to prove to everybody that you know you better get the attitude going, or you, even if you're the best person on the team, we need your attitude to be there too. Yeah. Pull the Darius out. Put in his roommate Jerry. By the way, they're best friends in this it, show. It was yeah, it was so perfect that they were roommates. I know like, the way that they kind of like pumped each other up and uh they're they're play you know. fighting as bad girls club characters i mean it was it was warm it was sweet i loved them me too yeah. it was great so how'd you feel about jerry i i mean similar to morgan right it was like they both like both doubted themselves in different ways you know what i mean like he was obviously like way more outspoken and uh just more kind of personable i guess you know what yeah, i mean yeah. like sure. in, in that sense had a confidence or whatever but like the way like I think it was Ladarius was like hey or other people were just like you need to go talk to her about like how you can get better you yeah, know what I mean yeah, and he was yeah. like but I don't want to bother her I don't want her to like have to focus on me you know what I mean and they're yeah. like no like and like 
the way Ladarius was talking about it, like uh, that fine line between like confidence and cockiness yeah. that he was talking about. You know what I mean? Like that's just a fine line, but you need to like stand up for yourself and say, you know, this is this is something I need that I deserve. And it's not cocky, but confident stuff. And that's like a line that he's on the other side of that Jerry's on the opposite end of. What, you know? Agreed. What, agreed. What, what makes Jerry even more lovable here is he doesn't look like an athlete. You know, no. Jerry, and he had already, he was like 350 pounds. He had lost like, you know, 80 pounds or something like that. And he was still the biggest guy on the team. He, he didn't look like he Still like, moved though, man. Yes, he could move. Yeah. Mm. Jerry could support. move and he could support. And his support from when around the mat, when he was screaming and yelling for everybody. Matt talk. Matt talk. His Matt talk <laughs> yeah. was unrivaled. Yeah, he had unrivaled. good Matt talk. I mean, just, just pumping everybody up. And Jerry, I mean, I think Jer- Jerry, from other people that I've talked about, is the takeaway star from cheer season one because uh people just seem to jerry is just um undeniably charismatic and we all like jerry now you his roommate um it was uh ladarius ladarius that man i've never seen anybody be more ready for television i know before in my life this man is so charismatic (laughs) the charisma and the talent Uh and then this guy is looks like a machine First of all, yeah, he's, yeah, he's like, like a machine. Perfect. He's like perfect, perfect looking, perfect yeah. looking. And like when they when they bring in that one, like uh, every once in a while, there's like some other coach who comes in or something or whatever. There's that like, there's some guy who comes in and as soon as he sees him, he's like, oh, he's perfect. Yeah. He's a star. Oh, man. And it's like, yeah, he's he's perfect and he's built like a machine. And then like you see his athleticism, like he was the first person on this show because uh, it was like episode one because you get Monica. Monica is I guess talking to the producers in an interview, being like. Um, you know, you can mic. You know, if you want to mic somebody up, uh, there's, there's, I guess there's pers- somebody you can mic up. But no, he she's is- like, you want personality? Yeah. I got personality. It might be a little it too might much. Might be a little too but much. I got the personality. <laughs> and then we get the yeah. pro, the profile on Ladarius, and it's him just like on like the track. Like I guess they're cheering for like the football team. I think or that something. was a high school, or yeah, high school yeah, tape or somewhere. Something. And and then he does just like this is the first piece of athleticism you see where he does like a hand, a back handspring into like a back. F- backflip where he splits his legs in the middle mid air so he can land on his foot so he can just seamlessly go into it again and i was like this is crazy and then he talks about the fact that he was on a football team and he was like the best guy in his football team and he was like i don't want to do this shit anymore i want to cheer yeah he's like he's like i'm fucking bored yes this is boring and then of course we get the backstory on him and it's like another tragic fucking backstory yeah where he's, uh, you know, Ladarius' backstory is his mother goes to prison. He's got older brothers. They go to, um, he uh, he becomes the, um, the uh, you know, who somebody has like uh, custody over him, like a, he like a, like a group, group home, a group kind of home thing, or thing. And then everybody picks on him because he's different, because he's clearly gay or, you know, not like everybody else. And they make him feel horrible. And he has to learn, he has to fight everybody in his school who, in his, his words, everybody was calling him fruit. Fruity, fruity, you're fruity. I don't want to talk to you. You're fruity. Um, and then he just, you know, he has like some real, tra- other real tragic things come up towards the end of this where he starts opening yeah. up. Um, what about Neil? Well, I'm sorry, go on. Oh, no, go for it. I was there. You can talk about uh, Lexi. Wait, before we get to Lexi, <laughs> what about when at the finals, when Ladarius's brother was watching him compete? Oh, yeah. Oh, I mean, that God. was great, right? I mean, I are you, is this, how is this not? 
scripted. It is so I know, good. It's, it's, like, it's like, and they're like crying the way that you would like script some like tough guy crying. Exactly. Like, no, like no emotion that you can see except for just the tear coming down A his face. A single tear. You know? Stoically crying yeah. with two tears uh-huh. just running as he's right, watching right. it on his phone as they win. Yeah. And it's it's a wonderful moment. I, it, it was, was ins- crazy. insane. The emotion on this, yeah. this. This was so well done. Yeah. Like kudos no, it, to these people. It's uh, It really is. It's the it, it's better than Friday Night Lights well, as far as like the kind of like true melodrama type stuff. Right. You know what I mean? Um, I agree. I mean, yeah, yeah the yeah. fact that it's real, that helps. Right. At least it yeah. helps me. Now, this is made by the people who made Last Chance You. Have you watched any Last Chance You? No. So that's on Netflix. That's about where they profile like a like low like a low level college football team. Um, All right. And they do this basically, basically the exact same thing. Our mutual good friend Zach Sims. That's like one of his favorite television shows. <laughs> I've been I'll pu- check that out. I've been putting it off for a long time. I think I might have to watch season one of Last Chance You. Yeah, I mean, I loved this. Yeah. Um, um, so before we wrap up with Ladarius, I just want to say, like, you know, he he was he could have been a polarizing figure on this show based on his attitude. I mean, he was stunting for people, and he was having a problem with Allie, his uh, his flyer, the entire season. He was well, having- before <laughs> Allie, it was the other gal he was having a problem with um, um, who got injured, right? Yeah, Schurz. Yeah, I think he was Might having a problem with someone before, and then and then it was Allie, and he kept saying Allie kept crying, and he just seemed to have a problem with whoever was his flyer. Yeah, yeah, because it's like it seems like he'd be a tough teammate, right? Because he's like so perfect. Yeah, you know yes. what I mean. So it's like if you're not absolutely perfect, he'll just kind of get on your ass. Also, quick to, quick to blame everybody except himself, really. Yeah, you know? yeah. And he doesn't. And there's want to there's take that the one blame. scene where they're like, they're like, it wasn't just like maybe you threw her too hard. Did you throw her too hard? <laughs> he's like, I, I he's threw like, her. But... He's like, he's like, yeah, I threw her harder than I should have, but it's it's like, okay, yeah, all right. He's like, like I was he trying was, to get her up there. Like as he was admitting that he made the mistake, he still didn't believe it. He was like, yeah, okay, yeah, I threw her harder, but I didn't throw. I yeah, okay, I threw yeah. her harder. What about that ending scene when we see where they are now, and he's just like bossing the children? He's like, that girl didn't even know what she's doing. <laughs> that was yeah, I laughed out loud at that. Me that too. was maybe the, the hardest I laughed. Me at, too. Uh, during quarantine, where he was just like, he's like bossing everyone around, and without skipping a beat, it's like, oh, she didn't know what she's doing. <laughs> yeah, it's like a five-year-old. She's like four, she's like four years yeah. old. <laughs> And if you run it back, everybody is doing something, and the four-year-old really wasn't doing anything. Yeah. That he, that... It's just, he's like he's like just being a hard-ass, hard-ass, hard-ass. Laughs at this four-year-old, hard-ass, hard-ass, hard-ass. And all these like haggard like Dallas moms like sitting oh there being God, like, "Boy, all... I hope I hope that he teaches my kids. Uh, we need to get yeah. him to sign a contract." And like they're all like just gawking at this man who's like clearly going to be like the next great like cheer coach, like because oh, yeah. he ha- he runs things like a tight ship. Oh my God! I was like, please do not join the fucking army, Ladarius. Oh my. God. Oh my God! Um, no, yeah, you he know, was like all his plans. Like it's like I, I mean, I guess I understand the like uh, he wants structure, or whatever. You yeah. know, it's like don't do not sign that contract, please. No. Yeah. Well, yeah, yeah. He, here's what's interesting, and we do have one more person to um, profile. Um, but uh, so immediately following uh, watching Ashley and I just finished this today. I went on the Instagram and I'm like, I, I said it to Ashley. I was like, oh man, like this is. We were talking about how terrible it would be if he joined the armed forces that because that was one of the things that he said like i don't know after this i might join the armed forces we're like what no but uh we looked and it's like this was they're filming this they don't know what the hell this is gonna be this was such a phenomenon they went and met oprah like you know what i mean (laughs) yeah yeah and i looked and they all have he's got like seven hundred thousand followers on 
Instagram. They're going to LA doing like press junkets. Like All the right, whole good. crew, like he's a clearly going to be he's just a star. A star. And yeah, like, yeah. you know, like do, you know, be an influencer on his Instagram. Cause as we've, we've learned, we have two people to profile. I forgot from Gabby Butler. You could just be a, a cheer person who is also an influencer who could be just famous in the cheer world and that'll get you by. So I have a feeling all of these people are now at Gabby Butler level, if not further. So did you look up what Lexi's doing? Lexi is doing this. Yeah. So we'll talk about Lexi next. So Lexi okay. is, um, her whole story was she was from Texas. Uh, she, um, just kind of dropped out of did she drop out of high school dropped out of high school ran away ran away from her house was, was doing, like beating the shit out of people beating yeah. the shit she out like, of people she like went to jail and stuff yes yeah. yes and she had a record and like they didn't say it but clearly was getting into the drugs like i mean you don't act that yeah. way and run with the wrong crowd and and beat up people in their backyards if you're not like influenced by some sort of uh, right, right, at least, at least people you're with or whatever. Yeah. yeah, I mean, also we find out that she's going to a rave later, uh, so clearly yeah. she's around yeah. some people. So what were yeah, your so thoughts? She, she, well, I mean, like I, I mean, I also really liked her, but uh, but yeah, I guess because she was the only person who seemed like all right, she's not sticking with cheer or school in some way, right? right? So like, is she? Uh, I know she's got like a lot of like followers, I guess, probably now, but yeah. like, is she still? It seems like she's just an influencer slash model. And like a model. Like she looked, first of all, she looks clear eyed, really good. Yeah. Put on like more weight. And like is is like, has like an artist page as well where she's just like drawing and doing hair and makeup for people. Like she's got a business. All Um, right. And I think she's doing well. And and with everybody, like doing the press junkets with everybody, like they're all hugging, like this is my family. So even though she got, now what we're referring to for folks that haven't watched the show is um, after they win at Daytona, she gets thrown off the team because she gets uh, pulled over in a car where there's some sort of illegal substances in the car. She doesn't rat on somebody. And so she, because of Monica's hard and fast rules, she cannot be on the Navarro cheer squad anymore because uh, she got arrested. And uh, so um, it's real. Uh, honestly, that was one of the toughest things I had to deal with on this because I felt yeah, so good huh? for everybody. Well, everybody has kind of a happy yes. ending except for maybe her. Yes. because You know what I mean? She's back in her hometown going to raves. Yeah, she's like just kind of like, it's like, all right, maybe she's hanging out with like people that's going to, in Houston, going to raves in Houston. Yes. You know? By the way. Nobody wants that. How about that rave though? What did you think of that rave she went to? It's just like, I was like, even when I was super young, like, being a thing like that would make me miserable. <laughs> like, you know, the guys um, who were creeping up the Bonnaroo. The guys who but were yeah. creeping up on her and her friends were lame, lame creeps. terrifying oh, lame. Creeps. I know. Yeah, headbanging uh, to something. You know, I, know, I I thought. I mean, I was thankful that ended up being a rave because, like, for a second, I'm like, is she like a stripper or something now? Yeah, right. You know, because yeah. they, they show her like trying on like just like skimpy rave outfits or something. And I was like, oh fuck, I don't want to see her like, you know, yeah. be some go-go dancer or something. But like, all right, she's going to rave. Sorry. That's fine. Yeah. yeah. Um, so yeah. So yes, yeah, so her Instagram, she's got like 1.2 million followers. Like she looks great. She's taking all these professional photos and like different outfits. And like, again, she met Oprah. She met Oprah. Yeah, all right. <laughs> and she's like, you know, it's just a bunch of pictures with her and Monica hugging and like, and honestly, the most recent pictures are her from like February, like doing like her crazy backflips. Cause like her whole thing was that she could, she could tumble like a man. That's like her whole thing is like, I guess yeah. women 
um, she's a beast. Women normally can't tumble the same way men do. I guess from physical incapabilities of not being able to throw. I that don't much know if we should around. say it's an incapability, <laughs> but it could be like a low center of gravity Something. type situation. But yeah, she yeah. tumbles like how a, like a male cheerleader tumbles, and she's like a secret weapon. And she, in her Instagram captions, were like, "Haven't done this in, since October, but it's you know coming back season now." And so it's like doing showing her like in the gym flipping and going crazy and uh it looks like she's getting back in the swing of things all right good um, yeah so it was think... like she was the only one that was like maybe like not using a talent yeah you know what i mean i, I guess know. it was less it was less like oh she might be dancing or whatever it was kind of more like oh but she has this thing that she's so good at like yeah hopefully she like you know is still doing it or decides she doesn't want to do it so that she can do something else that's like you know everybody's what the hell Sorry, we, somebody we had, just buzzed us. We had a buzzer going okay. off at our thing. We did not order anything from Neil. Neil's recommendation. We can't bring anything into this house. So don't worry, Neil. That's not us. <laughs> it's all right. I ordered a pizza at one point. Oh, um, did you wipe it down? I um, I so I brought the box in. I took the pizza out onto like a some kind of pan. Yes. Um, and uh, heated you know heated it up again in the microwave when I ate the first night, and then been heating it up again in the oven. Yeah. Threw the box out. Wiped down the surfaces. You know, yeah, we did that too. We ordered left, a pizza. Left the uh, pizza outside my door. I picked it up. <laughs> Have people been weird about the dropping the stuff off at the door? No, I mean, luckily, the way my apartment is set up, I'm on the ground floor, and my bedroom has like kind of my bedroom is kind of like a what do you call it, like a bay window type thing or something. Yeah. So like I can just like wave to people and be like, no, just drop it right there, like on the doorstep. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, I don't even have to, like, I can actually talk to them or whatever. Yeah. So it's, and like, the, that guy doesn't care. Like, he don't give a you shit. You know, I, I tipped, I tipped like, you know, way more than 20% or whatever for the thing. And which is like, yeah, he doesn't want to see me either. You know he what I mean? give a shit. Yeah. Um, well, so back to Lexi. I think she's doing okay. I think she's going to be all right. Now, good, good. L- let's move on to our last uh, person who was the, had the most high profile on this show coming into it. That's Gabby Butler. Gabby Butler's yeah. whole thing was she was kind of like one of the only cheer celebrities like on Instagram that seemed to be uh, making moves, making money since she was 14 years old. Basically got in the ground floor of like social networks and like in the subcategory of cheerleading. And so she yeah. had like a, some clout coming into this thing. And so she was on, had joined the Navarro cheer team. And, um, you know, she seemed like to be a great person really dedicated hardworking. the real stars of the show here were gabby's family oh my that god mom and that dad what do you think about gabby's mom and dad uh this big pieces of shit you know <laughs> i mean like maybe they are just maybe they're saving the money and giving it all to her or whatever but you know they just it's hard to not watch them and i don't think this was an editing thing you know what i mean yeah and they really seemed like potentially people that are just going to exploit their kid as much as possible. And like just the outfits that the dad was wearing. Oh my God. Um, where it's like, it just, he seems like it's, it just seemed like something like a, um, Danny McBride character would wear. Well, like he had yeah. these like ridiculous, like polo shirts that were unbuttoned with like a bunch of crosses. You yeah, know what I mean? Yeah. And he's like, he's like barking orders at his daughter. Who's like, obviously super fucking talented and amazing. And it's like, he's just like talking down to her and yelling at her. And maybe, you know, like I understand that there, you do have to maximize potential with these windows and cheerleading probably ends quickly or whatever, you know, but any, and just any the parent. attitude that you had towards your kid where it's it didn't seem supportive it just seemed 
ordering. Yeah, hundred percent. I, I agree. And then the fact that the, like she was like, yeah, when I was seven, my parents just started videotaping me and saying act natural, and then putting that online. It's like yeah. seven. That's bonkers. And then the fact that they have like a a bikini company, and that they're like, try make sure you post pictures wearing the bikini and. Like, kind of talking down to Gabby, like, send her what you want her to post. She doesn't, you have to tell her exactly what to say. And yeah, and he's like, or and if not, I'll do it. And it's yes. just, uh, it's just, it's hard to not watch. I don't think you could watch a parent uh, also manage a kid and not just feel gross. I, did, did you ever watch that Justin Bieber documentary? No. Didn't his, didn't his mom or dad run him for a while? I think or his something? dad did, yeah. Yeah. Um, Anyway, I saw that in an airplane once. Oh, good airplane um, uh, fodder. Now, uh, what about yeah. uh, what about the uh, the sister in that in that scene with the with the bathing suits, like being like, yeah. you know, you really got to step up for this family, and you know, it's I not just many, you, many, Gabby. Yeah, it's not just bosses, you. Yeah, we, yeah, we all need to eat off of, out of your trough. I know. It's like so fucking please, fuck off. Like, what skills do you yeah, have that gets you know, a million just, followers the, on Instagram? Yeah, it it seems like shouldn't Gabby be the fucking boss? Yeah. Um, why is her like okay maybe like her mom or dad, but like now her sister's her fucking boss too? Insane. Insane, like insane but she seemed like a wonderful person real real caring yeah and worked yeah. her ass off like, down to earth yep kind totally. of res- reserved very reserved yeah i don't say she was kind of similar to like a ladarius in a sense whereas like the struggle wasn't so much like underdog stuff but they all everybody had their self-doubt even if they were like people yeah. that they're like you're like the coach was like ladarius you're the star you're the best and gabby like i can just count on you for whatever because you're a superstar too yeah like they all kind of struggle with their their shit well she gabby has the name that 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 precedes her so people are like oh my god gabby butler's coming here like boy this is in the bag but gabby you know she's she's got to figure it out too she's she's just a kid yeah Um, she just seemed burnt out uh yeah she really did so um any last words on the actual cast before we move on to my last little thing i'd like to talk about any you have any other words on the actual cast? no i'm just uh i'm just i'm very happy to hear that ladarius didn't join the army <laughs> not yet not yet but uh, yeah well he i'm sure he won't now but so here's the thing so as i crept onto the instagram page of monica today um four days ago she put up a post and it's about how the 2020 season has been canceled and she doesn't she doesn't have words for this and my cheer team put in so much work and cuz they canceled Daytona this year. Yeah. So uh-huh. now it's like even if they were filming another season like they all of these people can't cheer cuz all the gyms are closed and all the schools are closed and I we were on I was on Jerry's Instagram and he was doing a live and he was just sitting on his bed being like I don't know what I'm going to do now with my all my time like Jerry got into Louisville and he was going to yeah. go there and and cheer there and he got a scholarship and now all of these kids who are known for cheering, they can't do this. They're just they don't know what to do with themselves and they all seem down and sad because they can't live their life. And and it was actually a a a tough a tough postscript for me to deal with cuz I just wanted to see them living their lives and cheering and moving on to other things and now everything stops including my fantastic favorite new friends from cheer and they don't know what to do now they have to sit around and try to be normal people quarantine when when they don't know nothing but that mat um yeah, it's, it's uh, sad yeah i mean it's the same as like what the nca double a or whatever there's right. no basketball tournament like this and especially for the cheer kids because like they're they're like they said there's no like 
if they can't go to the gym and like train people, then like they're not making any money. There's no pros. You know? Yeah. Not yeah. Doing shit. Like they're, they're not like, it's not, that's one thing. NBA players will still get paid or whatever. Yeah. You know what I mean? But like, I mean, what's uh, Monica going to do? Monica can't sit home during cheer season. Yeah. What, what, what the fuck does her husband do anything? <laughs> I don't know. He's going to have to step it up though, because Monica yeah. is going to be home a lot and she's going to be running a tight ship. She's going to be having her, uh, her, her husband, you know, do the dishes in full speed. I wonder if Monica <laughs> at home is like, um, Hey y'all, why don't you practice stunts for a little bit while I go? Um, that was the bath. thing I liked about the show was that like, whenever like something like went wrong or whatever, it's like, y'all work on your stunts. Yeah. And then she, like break off. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, that's like, what, like y'all do y'all work on stunts and then she like pulls someone away and be like is your elbow fucked <laughs> yeah. your elbow's fucked yeah. right okay yeah. yeah but she just didn't want to deal with it's like working y'all stunts um all right neil this was great thanks for talking to us man you're the best um, thank neil. you this thank is... you for uh speaking to me yeah this of course. great <laughs> thanks for watching this show with us yeah no i uh yeah what we need to do if even if not for podcasts more group watches or something yeah, and agreed. talk about stuff. Um, yeah. We'll, we'll, yeah. And absolutely. if y'all go to North Carolina, let me know. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we will. We'll get your sure. ass down there. Okay. Um, and who knows, man, maybe we'll do last chance you or, or whatever it's called. Uh, the, yeah, uh, I'm, I'm on tiger King now, but once I'm done with that, yes, last tiger chance King. you, I don't sure. know if it's called last chance you, I, I can't re really remember the name I of think it. it is. That sounds about right. Yeah. There's something there and I, it's about football. Maybe we haven't watched it and we can maybe, you know, crush the first season during this, uh, month, a couple month long quarantine and, and yeah. do another one of these episodes. Uh, Neil, um, thank you so much for, uh, for being our guest, especially in the, in this, new era of the reality blows podcast where we're doing <laughs> interviews live via skype and uh to our um our uh our blowhards out there the people who are listening thank you so <laughs> much um uh don't forget that we have a patreon that's uh, patreon.com forward slash reality blows you get two extra episodes a month out of us for five bucks um and uh, we actually have our second of the two of March coming out in the next uh, day or two, um, relatively. And then uh, also follow us on Instagram uh, at Reality Blows Podcast, on Twitter at Reality Blows Pod. And if you want to email us, you can do that Reality Blows Podcast at gmail.com. Uh, Neil, do you want to plug your uh, Twitter or anything like that? Um, uh, no. Okay. I, <laughs> yeah, I haven't tweeted in a long time, but, yeah. um, yeah, I guess I'm, I'm still bored. I think I'll start again. All right. Yeah, start um, it up. So, what's your, what's your yeah, Twitter? Yeah. Um, at Neil Stas, N-E-A-L-S-T-A-S. There you go. I'll, uh, I'll break my Twitter silence. Break it up, my man. Yeah. Um, and, uh, thanks guys. Uh, we will, uh, talk to you from the, uh, from the pod next week. Uh, goodbye. Bye. Bye.